I need you to come back to like reality. I don't have to. This is a what if scenario. <laughs> Tip off the buzzer beater. Kick off to Hail Mary. This is Triple Overtime. Welcome back to Triple Overtime, everybody. It's your host this week, Tiago, alongside Cliff and Tony. Yo, yo. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Sports is slowly making its way back, uh, one day at a time, one step at a time. So we're really excited. And um, it feels like for the first time in a while, we have quite a bit to talk about. So let's talk some hoops, gentlemen. All right. So a lot of talk has come out recently about the NBA. Obviously, they are looking for a mid-July return with a possible announcement, even by the time we air this episode, quite possibly. So we've been reading about a lot of potential comebacks for the NBA. They might go directly into the playoffs. They might not go directly into the playoffs. They might have a couple of meaningless games. They're even talking about potentially doing a, and again, I don't know how much weight this has, but a full conference playoff. So basically it doesn't matter whether you're East or West, they're just going to rank the top 16 seeds. So, I mean, this is all just talk and hearsay per, you know, my favorite, my boy, Brian Windhorse. So, um, what do you guys think? I oh, mean, if the NBA <laughs> if the NBA comes back, I mean, how would you want to see it come back? It don't even matter. I don't even care. I just want it back at this point, man. Yeah, just <laughs> whatever makes the most sense uh, or most logical sense, I'm cool with whatever situation. It's hard because whatever they're going to do this year is going to be a test for upcoming seasons and how it would feel. So if they're going to do a conference list playoffs this year and it's successful and it's exciting to watch because now it is conferenceless to me that's that should be the way it is going forward interesting so you're saying that if this ends up being something that's really potentially that it works it's because to me it would be incredibly exciting i mean you could potentially have a finals uh with the lakers and the clippers i mean that that would essentially be your finals matchup i mean that that that's a possibility I let me. I love uh, that idea, but see, then it gets weird. Like it gets weird because I know everyone talks wants to talk about how there's going to be an asterisk next to the championship this year. I mean, technically there would be, but it really isn't because it's whatever. It's the lockout championships one, and Toronto won a championship with three hurt superstars. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if we do start now with the you know one through was it the top sixteen teams in both conferences. Like right. it kind of it, like it, it's a it's a weird path to the championship. Like, I almost feel like the championship would be more now because depending on who you would have to play, because there's been some guys who and I'm not going to say any names, but you know, run through the East pretty easy. Well, <laughs> they have to do that before, so like it's kind of like I, I don't. I mean, I love the I, I love the idea, but when it, it's going to be even harder, you think it's hard now to compare errors and players and and playoff um, accomplishments. It's going to be even more difficult now because like okay, well. Yeah, they ran through this conference, but like who was in that conference? Whereas like let's say so and so now has to go through the West and the East, potentially. Yeah, but you can't let that Oh, I mean I'm not saying it to make it scary, but like I'm just saying, like how it's to be I'm just saying like yeah, but I'm just saying like you can't let the comparison of historical figures keep you from uh bettering the game. So yes, it it's different. I mean, like we can always talk about that. Well, LeBron doesn't have to do with hand checking, and and Jordan does, but it it you can't not 
put that rule in the playbook or put the rule in the rule book just because it's going to it's going to make them skew the numbers a little bit. We have to put out the best product possible. At least that's what the NBA is thinking. Right. Uh, no, I agree with that. Okay, but so on on that thought though, on that thought though, so we're putting out the best product uh possible. So uh from my understanding, if we are going to do the 1 through 16, it's still going to have to be half and half of the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. So what if there's 12 teams in the West who are better than some of the teams in the East? Are they just not going to make it? Yeah, just be it as it may, because we're talking about the top 16 teams a- as it sits now. And, and a couple like, of guys. Is that what, is, that's what the words say. Like, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That, okay. Well, I mean, that's if the NBA decides to do that. Again, this is hearsay. But uh, the guys from the ringer, they put together a conferenceless playoff bracket as to how it would be right now if they decided to go with it. The poor Magic are still in the exact same spot, no matter how it works. So. Playing, playing the Bucks, um, <laughs> so that that would be that would be interesting. The Lakers would play the Nets, the Heat would play the Thunder, the Jazz would play the Rockets. So I mean, that kind of sucks for Utah. They still ended up playing uh, playing Houston. Um, the Raptors play the Grizzlies. The Nuggets play the Pacers. The Celtics play the Sixers, which sucks for the Sixers, and the Clippers play the Mavs. So, I mean, those are all great, great, great matchups, regardless of conference. And there's not a lot of cross-conference games, really. I mean, I think there's two, maybe three. Right, yeah. With uh, I mean, with the Lakers Thunder. and Nets, that's yeah. cross-conference. Heat, Thunder, Nuggets, Pacers. Raptors, Grizzlies, Raptors, Grizzlies. Oh, yeah, Raptors, Grizzlies, yeah. But, I mean, like, okay, so there's four, so I guess that would be, that's half. But, I mean, yeah. still still nice, though. percent I mean. from the field, but... <laughs> I mean, that's still not bad. That's still not bad at all. I mean, I like the concept. I think it would be fun. It would be something to spice it up for sure. I think it's something that you're going to, how many times have we, you know, the last 10 years, the West has been dominant over the East. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we like Cliff, I know you're not trying to name names, but certain superstars come out of the East, you know, eight times in a row. You got to start questioning the strength of the East. I mean, come on. Bro. And like the Milwaukee Bucks were like elite for the last decade. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right, right, right. But I'm just like saying like Detroit now. Pistons are like, come on, bro. We talk yeah. about. <laughs> well, look, I'm not going to take away anything from that guy in Akron, but. I'm not going to take away anything from him, but let's take, let's, let's put the best 16 teams in the playoffs. You know, if, if mm-hmm. we had this discussion a few weeks ago uh, when sports was still happening and you can't put the eighth seed in the East. Even now, the Magic, they don't they don't stand up to the eighth seed in the West. They just they just don't. Mm. Who's, the eighth, see, who's like, the eighth not, seed in the West currently? Is it Grizz, the Grizzlies? It would be the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. Yeah. yeah, I'll give them a shot against mm-hmm. the Grizzlies. It's not all things are created equal. So the best the best eight teams from each conference is not the best sixteen teams. Is that that's what I'm saying? That's the I, point I'm getting. At. I think what it'll do, though, it would create a really interesting matchup um, conundrum because even looking at Bucks Magic, right? Obviously, the Bucks would win that. Then you got Heat Thunder, right? I would have the Heat taking that just because I just I just believe that they're a better, well constructed team. And then you got Heat Bucks, which eventually would have matched up anyway. But that would be an amazing matchup. So let's say that the yeah. Heat or the Bucks end up winning that. You essentially have a semi. Where you could have the Bucks or the Heat against the Clippers, I mean, it's like every round. It's almost like you're getting an NBA final. Yeah, I mean, and and I agree with you. It's 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 actually the way I'd prefer it to be done. 
The something about the finals being LA and LA is kind of gross to me. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, like it'd be a cool, it's a cool like story arc for sure. Like we would eat it up. I mean, think about how we would talk about, Oh my goodness. Know, we are sports media. We would love that. However, I live on the East coast. So I literally have nothing. I mean, like Tiago, you're a LeBron fan. So you'd watch it as a LeBron fan. Yeah. That We live near Orlando. I'm a Heat fan, but we, you know, I pay, we pay attention to the Magic because that's that's our local team. So we, what we, yeah, we, you, I don't. Mm-mm. Oh, we. oh, whatever. I say pay attention. I don't say like avidly watch, but nah, we get that. I can we the roster. We get their games televised more than any other basketball team in the NBA. I don't believe that's not nationally either. televised. I don't believe it. Anyways, mm. anyways, they were they get were knocked out in the playoffs last year by the Toronto Raptors. When the Raptors go to the finals and win, it's not like, oh, we were the second best. No, I'm not doing all that. But it's like, okay, well, I'm going to root for the East because the teams that my hometown teams, the Heat and or, well, the Heat primarily and the Magic, I won't even say second secondary. Like, all, they're like 10th on my list. But mm-hmm. like they are in the East. So I want an East team to win because that represents that we had a harder schedule. You see what I'm saying? I, I guess. Do you believe in magic or is it just sleight of hand? <laughs> <laughs> Bars. Okay. But no, well, I'll say this. I'll say this. So it's like to those points. I'm not saying them. Making, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying that like, I like the East versus West. I like it. And that's good. But if I mean, it gets I, to a point where it's like LA versus LA to me, it's like there's, it's hard. You're losing half of the country in basketball that aren't like avid basketball fans. I guess I I can see that from a financial standpoint, but I mean, I, yeah. as a basketball fan, I want to see the best product possible, and yeah. if that's what the best product is, I'm down to watch that. And I yeah. will say that if Gloria James' son does manage to win a finals that's built like this, I mean, that's wow, mm, wow. That's Did you look that up? Wait, I mean, look up what? Gloria James' son. Everyone knows LeBron's James' mom's name's Gloria, bro. Like, nah, just, nah, you're LeBron. I, I, you're a LeBron stand. You didn't know his mom's name was Gloria. Like, it's she's well, at every I'm, game. I'm, I'm clear. You're clearly more of a stand than me. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, we out here discovering stuff. I didn't know. I, I didn't know I was uncovering facts right here. I didn't know. Nah, that. I'm a LeBron stand by his game only. I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't look at all that other stuff except for like Taco Tuesday, and I'm looking forward to Space Jam too. So, okay. <laughs> uh, I digress. Um, yeah, no, very much so. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm there for for good basketball, and I think that the NBA has developed to a point where because we talk about it all the time, right? How we openly despise baseball, and a lot of the baseball fans that I've spoken to, they say that baseball is very popular locally, so it's very much a local sport, right? It doesn't matter if nobody watches. Uh, Wow. Uh, baseball? Blanking out. baseball? Yeah, yeah, baseball. baseball. I was going to oh, name yeah, a yeah, random baseball. baseball team, but it doesn't matter if nobody watches it. Like, right? The Rays. It, the right. Marlins. Sure. It doesn't uh, matter if nobody nationally watches the Rays because there's going to be a group in Tampa that are going to be avid Rays fans, right? So the NBA is not like that. The NBA has such a national following to the point where it's like, yeah, we live in Florida, but I definitely I definitely watch a Pacers game. I, you know, absolutely. You know, I'd I'll say, I'd say global. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we so, learned that with Dylan a few weeks ago. I mean, that oh, yeah. dude lives in Australia, and he is a avid Sixers fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the NBA has a market that just reaches, and the players are so marketable. I mean, I'll watch anybody. I'll watch anybody. 
Mm, I don't know about anybody, but okay. Imagine, <laughs> imagine playing a sport where the home field advantage is chosen by whoever wins the All Star game. Wow! In the World Series, if I win, if the, if whatever team wins the All Star game, that team gets the home. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Shout out to baseball guys. Shout out to y'all who do it, man. I don't know how y'all do it. I don't. <laughs> I, know, I don't know how y'all do it. A game that I don't have to play in. Sorry, let me stop. Let me get off my soapbox. No, 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 no. Let's <laughs> hold on real fast. It's a, it's a game. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about why we hate baseball just for, <laughs> just for two minutes. Like we got a little two minute segment that was completely unplanned, just because we want to all hate on baseball for a second. Okay, you said it's a game that you don't even play in, and I'm just gonna let you know the whole idea of baseball is that the only person that plays is the pitcher. <laughs> like that's the whole point of baseball. Uh, wow. <laughs> the other eight guys just watch that. That's that is the goal. The goal is that they get strikeouts every single, and then everybody just goes out there and gets a single or a home run. Like that's it. It's a gentleman's game. It's a gentleman's game. Yeah, I'd rather watch golf. At some point, we'll be guests on like a baseball podcast. Not even for insight, just to like figure out like, like why do y'all why do, do y'all like this? Like, what, <laughs> like what, what what you know? Just just as a as you an know, observer. I think I, I I like baseball for what it could be. You know, like the hats are kind of fire. Some of the jerseys are cool. Um, but there's just mm. no, like the actual pro there's just no appeal in the product. There's no culture to it at all. Mm-hmm. Well, America's pastime to get it, to get a, a C in, in Florida, you have to score 70% to make it in the NBA. You have to shoot 50% or 40% to make it in the MLB. Got to hit 20%. Just saying, I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that far. Quote me, quote me right now. I am not on that. I'm not on that lane. I am not so educated enough to speak to that. I'm not so. going to say that. <laughs> I don't want to cross the line. I got no, What did I say? What did I say? That's not facts. What did I say? That's not facts. I, mean, I, I understand that. I, mean, I, I understand yeah. what you just tried to say, but like, I can't. I can't what did I say I that wasn't facts? I can't co-sign. All I said, uh, the, just numbers. I'm just telling you what numbers are. This is what the numbers are. Hey, look, Tony's picking a position and he's standing by it. Look, gonna, I'm not picking I, anything. I'm just telling you what the numbers are. We're going we're gonna to have, have Tony go out to spring training and see if he can hit a fastball. He's facts. Look, yeah. if, I hit, if I hit it one out of five times, I'm getting a contract. Leaving, oh the, leaving the NBA, man. Tony rides the bus. That's the next documentary coming up <laughs> since they're making documentaries about everybody. No, nah, man, I'm one of those like off. I'm, I'm a side character. Like that weird guy with the fro that like shrugs after he beats Jordan. Like that's me. That's me in the dock. Like that's at best. At you're, best. <laughs> you're the LeBradford Smith of. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just had my one good game, man. I just had my one good game. But and like, um, I mean, like while we're on it, I mean, like, you know, shout out to Tim Tebow, bro. Like I think Tim Tebow might've been like what the second most popular baseball player for like what a year. And like, he wasn't wow. even in MLB. <laughs> oh my goodness. He didn't even make it to the big leagues. I did not expect a Tim Tebow shout out. I mean, out of the three baseball players I can name, A-Rod, Tim Tebow, and Michael Jordan. That's all I got. All right, yeah, we definitely got to stop because you didn't even say Derek <laughs> Jeter. That's crazy. That's crazy. You could just name, I could get you a whole baseball team just off people Je- Jennifer Lopez is dated. You now we're now we're now we're wilding. We're wilding. Like <laughs> moving on. We're wilding. Woo. I mean, we out here just 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 <laughs> just dropping bars out here. Look, I tell you what, one person who does drop bars, and I don't think he'll be dropping much this Whoa. off season. Okay, uh, pause. What's going on? Dame, right 
Dame Dollar. Okay. All right. We'll reel that back in. It's It's not a great segue, but it's a segue. (laughs) Nah, bro. I was on a completely different book. (laughs) That's why it's a segue. You feel that? You feel that? (laughs) That drive coming in? That's a a segue of all segues. I I can connect anything. I'd be like, speaking of which, but Dame Dollar has been making the news lately. He made a statement about the NBA and and, uh, obviously the way that the conferences could come back. And he's adamant about not playing. Um, And he basically stated that, you know, talking about the scenario that we were talking about, if uh, they came back and they either had just a couple of games with no guarantee or chance of making the playoffs, or if the NBA just decided to go straight, you know, into um, some kind of scenario where basically it leaves Portland out. Right. With no opportunity. He, he basically stated, look, you know, I'll be with my team. I'll show up, but I will not be participating. You know, end of quote. Well, I think it was more along the lines of if they are willing to play, like play out a little bit of the regular season and then but there's not enough games for them to realistically come back and be contenders. Then why would he play? I mean, if they go straight into the playoffs, obviously he's not going to play anyways because they're right in the playoffs. Right. But uh, I mean, like. Here's the thing is that they're only three games behind Memphis. So if they come back and play 10 games for each squad, they realistically could make the playoffs. Oof, I don't know. You're looking at schedule like three games could be. I'm just I just looked at their standings real quick. It's their three games back. That's a lot. Like if they were a game and a half back. Sure. But three games is three games. but But three games with like 25 remaining isn't. Like no, but three games with 10 remaining. That, but that's what I'm saying is they're not going to play the rest of the full season. I know that's what people want, but that, no. there's no way they can we're, do that. We're looking 10 games max. Yeah, that's what I would. That's my, my estimate. Like, there's no expert that I've seen that says 10 games. I'm just saying, like, to yeah. me, 10 games makes sense because it would give those, those you know, those edge guys, like, yeah. that opportunity to, like, I mean, if the, if the, if the, if Portland comes out and goes, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, seven and three. Eight and two? Yeah. I mean, like, there's I mean, no reason and, that they don't make the Portland playoffs. would have to get hot and the Grizzlies would have to get cold. And well, like, that's if and that's if they still do yeah. conference. If they don't yeah. do conference, then they are one game behind the magic. Mm, okay. That's that's true. That's true. I mean, it, it depends. Is the NBA gonna do this uh attorney style NCAA play in tournament too? I mean, we don't know. I mean, because you know, I think I think what they should do is they should have a single elimination knockout round and it should be the top 20 teams. But the single elimination round is the bottom four teams play each other. Mm. And then winner of those play the two bottom teams. And then, then you'll have your 16. So you have like these two, two knockout rounds, but it kind of goes all the way down to your top 10, top 20 teams in the league. That's interesting. But that's not too bad. But I'm saying, like, for Dame, what is unrealistic? What is why am I not going to play? You're one game outside of a 16 game play, a 16 team playoff. I You're think, one game out. I think his statement is just I think because from the the stuff that was coming out is that it sounded like they were going to go straight into the playoffs. Or if you are, I mean, now they have this thing talking about the bubble teams. But before it was just like we're going straight to the playoffs, or it's only going to be like five games. Well, okay, if. If I'm down, if I'm back three games and we're playing five, okay, yeah, then that's a little tough. Um, mm-hmm. But like, if there is no mathematical equation that could have the Trailblazers in the playoffs, like you, really, like why would why would I play? 
I get it. Why would yeah, I? I don't, I I don't need the reps. Like, I'm not going to risk injury for cardio. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why would I go to a Portland Trailblazer game then? Like, then don't go. Why would anybody go to a play, Blazer game? Charge, charge it to the game. Basketball. I mean, it's like, why does anybody go to a Knicks game? You know? <laughs> There's no mathematical chance that they're ever going to make the playoffs. I would go to a Knicks game just to go to the Garden. Uh, there's no, there's, no, there's no reason to go to the Blazer, a Blazer game if Dame ain't playing. Like all the love to CJ McCollum, all the love to CJ McCollum. I'm not going to watch CJ McCollum play by himself. I, it's actually quite fun because he usually goes off. Um, oh no, no, he's a beast. Oh, that is, like I said, no disrespect to him, but it's no, like, no, I see what you're saying. Like, why how would many you times go to watch half a product? You know, yeah, exactly. We've talked about it the argue for the first 20 minutes of our podcast. The top it's, three duo. In yeah. Game. Yeah. No, I feel like we're here. We're here for the best possible product. That's what the NBA should be putting out. So I feel like the Blazers and the NBA should have that conversation and say, listen, at the beginning of the season, they had that, they had that discussion about load management. They had a discussion about like how many games can a superstar take off? Because the reason that people were coming to see to the game is to see that superstar. Right. So if I go to one game a year and I, Make sure that I, you know, I have to budget it out and I have to go, you know, buy my ticket in advance. And, and then all of a sudden it's, oh, well this game, you know, I'm going to like, you know, like I said, we live in Orlando, I'm going to a magic Laker game. And obviously I'm not going to go watch the magic for obvious reasons, (laughs) but that's the day that LeBron and AD both decide that they're going to take off. Like, what did I just pay for? Yeah. As a fan. Yeah. It sucks. But well, on the other note, the if it is, if they do go conference, uh, if they keep in the conferences and it's 10 games, uh, I'm willing to bet that the Trailblazers could probably beat out the Grizzlies for the eighth spot. Um, I mean, the Grizzlies are being carried by a rookie point guard who is a beast, but he's a rookie point guard. Um, mm-hmm. I I would bet on black on that one. Oh, well, they're Not, both black, well, but Trailblazers are black. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna just keep black, and, black and red, black and red. But, uh, no, no. But what I'm saying is, and, and again, obviously, if I'm picking Jaw or Dame, obviously I'm picking Dame. But if we're talking about in terms of a better team and everyone being healthy, the Grizzlies are a better team at this point. And I don't think that the Blazers could do anything to to pass the Grizz at this point. Like the the basketball that they're playing. Well, you know, I was gonna say right now, but the basketball that they were playing three months ago was was phenomenal. Well, what what you just said three months ago. So I don't really think you can bring any any injury into this at this point. That's mm-hmm. not good. That wasn't going to be a season ending injury in the first place. So we're talking what Nurk, Zach, and uh, I mean I don't know. I mean maybe if you see guys- what I'm saying. Like there's possibilities. There's a lot of there. A lot of guys are going to be coming back and they're going to be healthy. Bro, they're, they're going to be yeah, contributing in ways. They ain't got reps though. Like I'm not worried about Nurk. I don't even. I don't even think Nurkic should play this year. Why? No, and I'm not saying that necessarily that is the case, but they got a chance he should play. He's man, this man's leg was broken in half. Not even. No, I'm not saying that he's going to come back. He should for personal health, but I'm saying that if he was healthy, and they're like, "Hey, we got ten games," you don't think he's going to want to suit up? If if there's if there is a chance, not necessarily Nurk by name, but let's just say there is somebody on a typical starter on your team that was out for this season. And now all of a sudden he's available to play. Why? If you have an opportunity to make the playoffs, or even if you're in the playoffs, mm. and you have an, now you have an opportunity to go deeper in the playoffs, to possibly do the finals or championship. Oh, yeah. Sure. Like, why would you not do that? Yeah, there's I no mean, athlete that's going to say no. 
I mean, we'll but, see. Kevin Durant is a uh, is on the fence here, so we'll see. I mean, I think I think yeah. if K- if KD decides to play, maybe some other guys who are also had season ending injuries might decide to play too. I, I mean, don't know. it all depends on, on the front office. Hold on, timeout. Regardless, timeout. So you're telling me Kyrie and KD can both come back? I mean, potentially. And they play the uh, Lakers first round. Well, it, yeah, they go with this format. Ooh, I'm just that's yeah, that's yes. <laughs> like that pause. Very interesting. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be fun yes. to watch. That's a must. That's must see TV, and it's not. Even, you're not even in the quarterfinals yet. Well, I guess you're in the quarter. You're starting the quarterfinals, but bro, that's, that's yeah. That is must see TV. I mean, yeah. hey, let's see if the NBA makes it happen. I mean, Adam Silver is a man of many talents. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, we'll just have to wait and see on the fence and see what happens with the NBA. Uh, in the meantime, let's see if we can talk some gridiron. All right. So, uh, obviously, football season is still a long ways away, uh, but they are continuing to do quite a bit um, in the off season in terms of making the game better. Um, one would assume. Um, one of the things that just came out is that uh, pass interference review is officially gone. I love that one would assume because that's like literally what the, exactly what they didn't do last year. But I mean, that's why I got to throw that disclaimer in. But uh, well, well, Tony, talk, talk to me, man. What do you think about this? Is is the NFL finally making the right moves here? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. We're also talking about the same league who spent 19 years trying to define what a catch was. So <laughs> True. it's hard, man. It's hard. You put the, and I, my, my, my heart goes out to the officials. It really does. And I hate, I hate to fuel the saints fans fire. But let's look at the last two seasons. The reason that this even became a thing was because the Rams went to a super bowl that maybe they didn't belong in from a missed call. Mm-hmm. A pretty egregious mix, missed call. We can, I'm sure we can all agree on that. Might be the worst call I've ever seen with my eyes. It was clean. No it was clean to me. Yeah, oh, whatever. <laughs> I've played football against you. I bet you think that's clean. <laughs> Very clean. <laughs> but like you turn around in the following season, they're playing the Vikings and in overtime or was it overtime or anyway, game winning touchdown, Kyle Rudolph, back corner of the end zone, arguably a push off. Was it? Or is it arguably? I don't. I don't know. I don't it's know. Close. To me, it, to me, it could be called either way, and I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. Like cool. as long as it was consistent for the game, I'm cool with it being called either way. You have one team who had one call that should have been very e- an easy call, and you have another call that could have gone either way. One kept them out of the Super Bowl. One kept them out of the conference uh, championship. So that's just one team. We yeah. watched. We watched coaches throw challenge flags all year long on uh, pass interference calls. And I don't think a, I, w- I meant to look it up before the episode, but I don't think a single one got overturned. I think yeah. it was literally 0% success rate. I've, well, I witnessed one. But that, oh, okay. Okay. So there was one. There may have only been one. Yeah, I think Rabel. But the officials are still being held accountable for these missed calls. The, the NFL has to do something. Period. They have to do something. Shout out to baseball. We're going back to it. Baseball has said that they can track strikes and balls from the strike zone with a machine, but they want to have the human error because that's part of the game. It's a traditionalist part of the game. Which I respect, actually. Yeah, I can understand that. 
But and I would understand it if the NFL came out and said the identical thing. We want to keep human referees involved. We don't want to be able to challenge everything because we want to have some room for error because that's just the way of the game. I mean, if you would imagine every single, you know, you hear it all the time. There's holding on every single play. Mm-hmm. If they had, if they, you know, could review every single play for every single penalty, we would never. We'd be watching one football game for like six years. When it comes down to pass interference. Or I wouldn't even say pass interference. I think they should be able to review a call within the last two minutes, no matter what it is. That that's I think that'd be my biggest change. That'd be kind of cool. I, I could coach on that. You you kind of get into a, like a weird kind of space with that because, like I said, there is holding every single play, so you could be like, "Oh, well, I'm just gonna throw my challenge flag." Mm-hmm. But if you get like say one challenge in the last two minutes of the game, are you gonna waste it on a dumb hold? Or are you gonna like? And then, like three plays later, they just like DPI, and hopefully they don't call it. You see what I'm saying? Like I don't know. You get into a weird space with it, but I think it'd be interesting. You know, game winning situations. Let's go ahead and let's re- look at that. Let's look for every single penalty. Let's look for everything. Isn't that already a rule though? No? I mean, no, they automatically review every scoring play, but that's okay. But they review. They don't review penalties. Their penalties are unreviewable. Unreviewable. Okay. Right. The only one that was reviewable was pass interference, and that's off the table now as well. So you could absolutely light a guy up in the back corner of the end zone, and if the ref doesn't call that a flag, you will not get it. There's no way. It's against the rules for them to change that. Mm-hmm. So you can hold somebody coming out of a crossing route, and as long as it's not called on the field, no harm, no foul. Yeah, it's crazy. No, I, I think definitely come crunch time, everything within the last two minutes, penalties, what have you, should be reviewable. And, and I'm saying the way the NBA does it, you know, like it's automatically reviewed. So if something happens, if, you know, call the whistle, timeout, you know, ref comes out, hey, just so we know, such and such play occurred, yada, 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 and then amend it in whatever way seems to be the most reasonable. You know, would it slow yeah. the game down? Yeah, but it, at least it'll be thing. right. Let's, let's make it efficient as possible. It would slow the game down, but if we're talking the last two minutes of the game, how many times the last two minutes is it going to be a game-winning situation? And I mean, if you want to make it, if you if you want to add a stipulation to that, so it's last two minutes of the game within one possession score. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, you know what I mean? So that way, if it's like, Somebody's up by like 30 points. You don't have that one team going, oh, that was pass interference. Like, bro, it doesn't matter. Just yeah, exactly. go sit on the sideline and just that cry. Wow. It doesn't last an, an extra yeah. hour. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But like if it's a three-point game or a seven-point game and that's going to directly input, have direct input on the outcome of the game, then yeah, let's, let's look at it again. Let's take it. Let's slow the game down because I'd rather, I'd rather be right. I know you guys don't watch hockey. Hockey, to me, does this very, very well. The blue lines on the ice in hockey uh, are your offsides markers. No player on the attacking team can go over that blue line before the puck. So you can't like cherry pick. Think about it like, that way. You can't cherry pick in hockey. The way the plays are done in hockey is, is it supposed to have like one guy on the other, like an, I call it like an off puck, like an off ball, uh, is going full speed. So that way, as soon as this guy crosses the line, He's already going full speed. Okay. So it's all, it's always like boom, boom when the puck and the the other person get there at the same time. They can play the entire attacking phase there. So they're passing, they're shooting, it's getting saved, passing back out, shooting, it's getting saved, 
It's like a five minute sequence. Eventually they get a goal. The coach can challenge and it goes all the way back to when they initially came into the attacking zone. So they can go from five minutes into the game, six minutes into the game when they finally score and go, oh, was that guy off sides? And then negate that whole five minutes of the game. Ooh, how long is that review process though? Yeah, that's a, that sounds tenuous. Almost instant. I mean, it's maybe a minute out of the game. Hmm. And it, and it's crazy. I've literally watched it where a guy literally picks up his skate and his skate is maybe an inch off the ground, like a tenth of a second too early, and it's an offsides. Wow. They also do it for goalie interference. So if there's an interfering, if somebody purposefully runs into the goalie, they'll they'll let it play. They don't call it immediately. They'll let it play. And then if, because if nothing comes out of it, then who cares? Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, that's the way it is in hockey. And I almost kind of like that. Like, keep moving. Yeah. If there's, if there's a penalty and nothing comes of it. Now there, there are other penalties that this is not the case, but if, if you goalie interfere and then they shoot and score, then okay. Goalie interference. But if they bump the goalie and the goalie gets back in place and nothing, they don't even take a shot, then they're just going to let it rock. Hmm. So, uh, well, let me ask you this then to, to bring it back. What what if the NFL did that and they caught and they consciously told the refs to call it call it a little bit more aggressively, right? Because we've seen refs pick up flags before, right? They call play, mm-hmm. they go back, they talk about it, and then they're like, "Hey, uh, turns out there was no uh, penalty on the play. Whatever down, let's move forward." So why can't the refs do that just to be safe? Like just hold their flag and then just go back and call a f- call a penalty later. Yeah, and just be like, hey, you know, our bad. Because then, if there's no penalty, okay, well, our bad. There's no penalty. You know, slow down the game, whatever. But they're not going to be able to do that because John, Billy, and Bob, who are like on their sixth beer in the stands, are going to be like, brother, bias. Like, yeah, how many calls are you going to take back? Yeah, but I, I don't know. I would say that's what I'm saying though. That that is that is actually a good point. So. Yes, Tiago, you are right. And Cliff, you are right as well. So let's just do it in the last two minutes. Then it's not a bias thing because it's like they're going to take back one, maybe two calls mm-hmm. ever. Like they're not. But if you do it in the last two minutes. If, if, if you take back eight calls throughout the course of the game and then like two of those within their two minutes, they're, they're going to feel some type of way. Oh, for sure. They're for sure. But I would, I would say call the game the same. And then in the last two minutes, the officials have the freedom to either let them play or call it. Either way, and then they can reverse it either way. So if they go ahead and call a penalty for pass interference, they review it. I would say every penalty gets reviewed, and then every non-call can be challenged. That's what. I, that's actually how I would put it. That that would it'd be like a scoring play. So if there's a pass interference, it gets reviewed. Was that pass interference? And exactly. if it wasn't, if, if there was a no call and it was pass interference, then the coach has to say, "Hey, I want you guys to look at this play again." Mm-hmm. We have to be willing to overturn it. There were times in this year where teams, you know, would interfere, and it would be, uh, it's not egregious, but I'd be, oh yeah, it's pro- that's 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 seventy five percent pass interference. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see where a guy could get away with it, but eh, it's probably pass interference. And they're like, nope, nope, play stands. Da da da. And I'm like, mm, okay. Now you, when you slow it down, and you can actually see a guy's like jersey get pulled. Versus like in like real time, maybe you don't notice that it's hard. To, it's hard to make the argument that it was the right call to non call it. You see what I'm saying? Like, no, for sure. For sure. I, don't know, I, I think it's to the NFL. And because when you look at the NFL versus the NBA and how they're refed and how it, it's just there's a certain level of transparency that the NBA has 
that to me, the NFL will never have. You know, if the NBA makes a mistake, they're the first people to say, hey, we're imperfect. And as a league, we've made a mistake and our refs are imperfect and they make mistakes. The NFL, they're the last person to say that. You know, they, they put up, they, they'd rather pretend that no mistakes happen, that it is a perfect game. And that no one is it's also a really tight rope to walk though. Cause like, yes, the NBA is very transparent and they also release a two minute report after every game, which if someone was actually paying attention to the two minute reports, they're insanely frustrating. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, just, it's basically just refs admitting like, Oh yeah, we missed like five foul calls. They probably would have won the other team the game, mm-hmm. you know, or we could talk about the day. We saw about the Dame Lillard blatant goalton that cost trailers the game a couple months no, ago for sure and we've seen it like, a bunch of times and and there was at one point not that it cost them the game but when Jim, james harden hit that dunk and didn't count and they didn't count it oh yeah right? <laughs> i mean there's crazy. so many things but but wouldn't you rather know wouldn't you rather live with it and be like you know what i i i would rather know i can go to sleep tonight knowing i mean i'm cheated I, i'm cheated either way so it's not no, like I, yeah, no, I'd, yeah, rather I'd rather win. win the game. Like, that's I'd rather true. win. That's true, but, but that's <laughs> avoid of that, you know, as in, instead of the NFL pretending that it never happened. So two years ago, the NFL came out with an apology and said that they got it wrong and it should have been pass interference. Thus, how this rule got initiated. What did the Saints get out of that? They didn't get a thing. Exactly. They got a nice coat. They got a nice seat on the couch to watch a game that they should have been playing. Yes, in. yes which they would have had anyway. So who cares? So who, no, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. It was in the last three minutes of the game. They were easily going to score. No, a what I'm saying is that no, I, I well that that came out wrong. What I'm saying is that what happened happened. The game was over. It's not like they were going to replay the game or find a way to put them back into that situation. Right at that point, right. But that's but that's what we're trying to fix. So we, it's yes, the NBA never going to happen. I mean. All right, so well, I mean, so is, is it like I'd rather you just not tell me? Like, if you're going to steal from me, just steal it's, from it's me. About, steal from me you, to tell me, like, oh yeah, I stole from you two years ago. All right, okay, see, so no. there you go. So it's it's more of a question of would you rather know? Or would you rather not know? I no. I'm, but the thing is, if they're on the field, they know. Like they know. Mm, they say they know. Like you telling me that Drew Brees watching that pass fly in the air, watches man gets obliterated, and he's just like, oh man. I wonder if I wonder if they made a mistake there. Like, no, nah, no, nah, bro. He knows. He's well aware. You see what I'm saying? Like, because it happens all the time. But if they, it happens I don't know, all man. The time. I mean, or Des Bryant, that whole thing. Des knows it's a catch. Everybody knows it's a catch. Right, it was a catch. Yeah. I love how Des gets the has the catch, but like nobody talks about the Calvin Johnson catch to me, which was more like crazy. That was more. Crazy. You guys don't even. You guys don't even know what I'm talking about. Nah, because nobody talks about it. The Calvin, the Calvin Johnson catch on the back of the end zone and he goes to the ground and he's holding it in one hand when he goes to the ground, but like the ball doesn't move. Okay. And as soon as he hits the ground, he sets the ball on the ground and starts celebrating. And they said it was a no catch because it came out of his hand when it hit the ground. Mm. But like it very clearly was in his possession all the way to the ground and he puts it down on the ground. You're talking about like probably one of the, I'd say, I don't know. I, I hate ranking wide receivers, but as far as dominance, mm-hmm. probably number one, number two wide receiver ever in dominance. Okay. Not necessarily ability, but in dominance. I mean, he had the. I don't know. Man. I don't know that I'd rank him. I mean, no, in dominance for sure. I, I definitely in dominance. I'm just saying, like in his ability, like it didn't matter what you did, he was getting it. Like it didn't matter. Like 
there's that one play where he plays playing against the Cowboys and literally he's in triple coverage and he just jump balls and yeah, that was great. No problem. Or that one <laughs> Saints and they lined up two corners at the line. That was yeah, and still game. and still probably got like 150 yards that game. Oh yeah, no, he caught the pass too. Like it was crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Never. It's crazy. It was insane. It was insane. I've never seen anybody dominate. Even and he played for the Lions, bro. Like shout out the Lions for wasting God given amazing talent. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Man. It's part of the. It's part of the brand. Like, <laughs> shout out Jeff Akuda, who's going to retire by 28. <laughs> okay. Get it while you can. <laughs> oh, man, poor guy, poor guy. Well, uh, we we got a couple of little uh, topics to to break down. Like we said, we have a lot to talk about, which is new for us. Uh, it's been hasn't been that way for a while. So let's break it down, guys. It's time for a little uh, something, nothing, or everything. Something, nothing, or there has been talks, obviously, because. During this quarantine, everybody's coming out with stories and everybody's talking about what they did or what they wouldn't have done or et cetera, et cetera. And in this weird NBA meets NFL crossover story, uh, LeBron, that guy from Akron, the son of Gloria James, um, <laughs> they they had basically, he, he had stated that the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, had offered him a contract during the NFL lockout says he has it framed at his house. NBA lockout. Yeah, during the NBA lockout, right. So what do you guys think about that? I mean, first of all, do you guys think that LeBron seriously considered it like he said he did? And secondly, would LeBron have been successful had he switched on over to the NFL? I don't think he seriously considered it, no. Um, I'm sure he'd probably say otherwise, but uh, would he succeed? Well, here's my thing. I don't think everyone always likes to put LeBron like as a what, a tight end or a wide receiver. I think LeBron would have been a great football player, but I don't think he would have played wide receiver or tight end. I think he, I think Miami LeBron at six eight two sixty probably been one of the best D ends in football. I was just about to say that too. Like he wasn't playing wide receiver, bro. He wasn't playing wide receiver. I, I'd have to see them hands, man. I'd have to see the hands. Like I know that he was a stud in high school. Don't get me wrong, but and he it's, a, it's a big gap between. Yeah, but it's a yeah, but he also wasn't run, walking around at two sixty. True, like true. I don't, it's a big and it's a big gap between high school and the NFL. Like that's a big gap. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I I would say I I agree with Cliff. Six he would be six, a dominant two sixty LeBron James on the end, and he's he'd be fast. a dominant defensive end. I he's got great that. foot speed. He's got great foot speed instincts as far as like when the ball would be coming out because he, I mean, he reads passes really well in the NBA. And he's a basketball so player, so being, he's twitchy. Yeah. So like, oh yeah, he's twitchy. I'm, he's I'm, got yeah. you know his I'm the vertical. Yeah, I mean, like he would be JJ Watt, and I would say more athletic. Had, had he never played in the NBA, I'd probably say yeah. But I think coming from that NBA transition and thinking, hmm. Maybe I maybe I might want to come back and, and play this game again. I think he would play an offensive position. And then just kind of looking at the Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, um, you know, obviously Gronk, you know, that that new school tight end. I just I, I, I just I can't see how Braun wouldn't be a dominant tight end. But, but to uh, me, yeah, but to me, like in 2011, those guys didn't exist. Yeah. So like, you didn't have that. He would have been well. He would have been Gronk, like him and Gronk would have right. been dominant. But like, yeah, but you say he would create that, but like teams weren't 
There w- it wasn't that there was a lack of guys to do that. Like there was, I'm not saying like Travis Kelsey's and George Kittle's fall off trees, but it's like, I'm sure those style of athletes were available and they weren't just being, they just weren't being utilized in an offense. Yet. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like teams just didn't build around the tight end position. So to say that, you know, in 2011, that the Cowboys were just going to be this, just build their offense around this weapon at tight end is, I don't know, man. It's a little ambitious I don't for me. It's a little ambitious. They still have Romo. Yeah. They still had Romo, right? They have Romo and Witten. Mm, I mean, then you got Witten on one end and I, I don't know, man. I mean, it's a lot of, it's, it's definitely a, uh. Can he block for the ages? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, can he block? I don't. I don't think. I like, see the thing with basketball. Players, there's a lot. Like football is a lot harder than people think it is, especially the tight end position. Yeah, for tight sure. end is a hard position to play. My thing is like once guys pass, like I think for football, if I'm not mistaken. Like once you pass like six five, like the chances of you playing receiver probably go like your knees are going to be shot, bro. Like it's not even like like LeBron would have no knees, none. Yeah, people will be taking shots be gone. for sure. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm like, I don't even know if I want to play wide receiver six eight. I wouldn't. Yeah, what would I do like that? Cam Jordan say, uh, "How would you mess those?" Well, it's like, how would you? Like how would you tackle him? How would you tackle him? Was well, you yeah. hit his knees? You hit his legs? You go. You yeah. just go through his knees. I'm just like, mm. Mm-hmm. And like everybody mm-hmm. says, like, oh, he'd be a dominant football player. I'm like, I don't know how long his career would be playing football. Probably, probably like, like what five six years. Maybe maybe a five six. There's a lot of guys who I've you know, watching college who are dominant in college who can't make it in the NBA level. So I'm not giving, I get that LeBron's a stud and he's a great athlete and all the things, but I'm not giving a guy I've never even seen play college ball, a quote unquote hall of fame career in the NFL. Like I just, I refuse to do it. Anybody's saying that. Are people saying that a hall of people are saying he'd have a great career. So what is great to you? Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, like what is great? Everybody makes the end. I mean, shout out John Lynch. He should be in there, but Mm -hmm. Pretty much everybody who wins, you know, maybe two Super Bowls or one Super Bowl and then like they lead the league in a specific stat that year, they're making the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Look, like that's just no, I mean, saying. I don't know. I don't think it would I'm be super said, far. Taking my talents to South Beach. Taking the talent to South Beach, I'm gonna add on thirty pounds. I'm gonna just play DN, bro. Y'all just gonna have to stop me, bro. I'm I'm six eight, two sixty, and I'm running a fourth. I mean, it's interesting, like, but I don't know. And I, I gotta reach. I, I think it's the, it's the, it's the, I don't know. It's the reinvention of one LeBron stand to, to the, to to King James himself. So I think LeBron would be Shannon Sharp. I don't um, even know I, what you just said. I don't even know what that, what that means. Yeah, I was like, what, what are you talking so about? Shannon right Sharp was Please, a dominant. I, come, I need you to come back to like reality. I <laughs> no, well, no, I don't have to. This is a what if scenario. So I'm saying that. <laughs> I was like, what is happening right now? Space Jam 3 is about football, by the way. That's it. That's it. No, I just, I, I really feel like LeBron and as a tight end would, I mean, I don't know that he'd have a Hall of Fame career like everybody's saying, but I don't even know that he'd play that long. But um, it, it would be interesting. It would be interesting nonetheless. Does it? I mean, he's got the skill set, but to me, like like I said, what are his hands like? I've, I'm, I, I need to see him make a contested catch against, you know, like a Bobby Wagner. Like, then, uh, then, then. Then we can talk. Uh, that's true. That's but until then, he's playing. Your boy's playing defense. It's, like that's just what. It is. Yeah. Too too bad we will never get. I mean, you had two. You you had two inches onto uh, Evan Ingram, and it's he's the same guy. I mean, like I get that the the there's a lot of things that LeBron can do athletically that Evan Ingram can't. But I'm just saying, like, 
Evan Ingram's a really, really fast, can really, really, you know, can jump six foot six tight end. Mm-hmm. And he ain't it. Like he's good, but he's not. No, I, hear you. I, I wouldn't call him a great tight end in the league. Who, Evan? Oh, well, not yet. Oh, that's not, not that's yet. Not, not that's yet. Not yes, fault, he will. That's not his fault, though. No, no, he will be. He will be. Don't get me wrong. He will be for sure. But I'm just saying, like, he's six six and runs a four five and has like a thirty eight inch vertical. Like, your boy's a hooper. Yeah, but like, he's playing. I, I, he's I, I, easily I, playing like a like a small forward. Braun in the NFL would be unlike anything we've ever seen. I mean, I don't even think that we could compare oh, him. Oh goodness! I mean, uh, yeah, but I don't. Uh, I don't. I think you're giving him way too much credit. Yeah, as credit. I always I do. As I always do. Look, someone who I won't give any credit to um, just because he makes it incredibly difficult to do so um, is Antonio Brown. And there's a lot of buzz um, about him making a potential return to play with Russell Wilson on the Seattle Seahawks. So uh, they'll both get traded by the end of the season. <laughs> well, let me talk to Cliff, the the Antonio Brown apologist. What What do you think... I mean, is it a possibility? Um, no, because the Seahawks just don't care about Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson does want Antonio Brown, and he should. He deserves Antonio Brown, but mm. he won't get it. He won't get it. I think. Uh, I don't know if the league would let it happen because I think I think there'd be there's going to be like a suspension. Yeah, I mean, I, from what I was oh, seeing, yeah. they were saying like even if he was to come back, it might only be for a playoff run. For a team or a team that's trying to make the playoffs at the end of the season, Which would like still be amazing. I mean, if yeah, I mean, if you're, yeah, you're going to tell me that Russell Wilson could potentially add, well, I mean, the guy didn't play last year, but when he was playing, you're going to add a, a top one, two, or three receiver. Mm, I would like to see that, but I agree. But he didn't. He hasn't played. You know, by the time his suspension's over, he hasn't played in two years. At that point, what he would, yeah, you'd sign him. I ain't worried about you know, it. even if you're, even if you're the, yeah, you got to worry about it. Nah, he's fresh. He's if you ready. sign, if you sign Antonio Brown to any roster right now, he's immediately the best receiver. Right I get okay. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna. These guys are not at the same level, but I just want you guys to like see what I'm saying. No, I get the, here, okay? I get the rust and all that stuff, but that's what training. No, no, but I mean, like, so, like, I look at Deshaun Jackson two years ago Ooh. in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. No, 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 and they're not on the same level. Okay. I'm not saying I'm they're the same guy whatsoever. That's not my point. Oh, boy, D-Jack, but my point is, shout out to him. Ah, 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 ah. But what does DJX do very well? He stretches the defense, right? He goes, you know, he, he does he, one thing. Very your well. boy hit your boy hits yard. Like he goes yard. That's what he does. Ryan Fitzpatrick was throwing to him. He was catching a lot of deep balls and catch, catching a lot of touchdowns and looking extremely explosive. But then you had Jameis Winston throwing to him, and it was overthrown, underthrown, overthrown, underthrown. And I don't think Jameis Winston sucks that bad as much hate as I do give him. But I just feel like they weren't on the same page. Like they didn't have that con- that chemistry. Adding Antonio Brown to any roster is beneficial. I'm not going to ever take that away. Mm-hmm. However, adding him right before a playoff run after a team's already been that deep into the season, like well, I mean, I think he I'm not be, just he talking about signed before that. You feel me? Like yes, but if he's serving a suspension, he can't practice with the team. That's, that's, the risk, that's the risk. I, I'm so not worried about that. I don't know why. I'm just not worried about that. The fact that you guys aren't worried about that is crazy. I'm not worried. Man. I'm like, not worried if, about it because Russell Wilson is one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen. Like it would figure it out. Yes, yes. But if they're not on the same page, it doesn't matter if they're, how great either one of them are. If they're not on the same page, and it has nothing to do with I don't them two as people. It has nothing to do with them two. AB. If the yes, but if the if the other receivers aren't on the same page as AB, now they're all end up in the same zone. Like it's it's more than just a quarterback and a receiver. Was AB signed to the Pets? 
before he played that one game. Maybe, well, maybe 48 hours. Maybe. So Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll, the same coach. I mean, he got coached. Same caliber of coach. I mean, Pete okay. 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 All right. Talk that cash. Let's go. All right. Well, Cliff and Tiago are going to finish this, finish this episode because they're both out of pocket right now. I'll ca- see y'all later. Like, what are y'all talking about? No, Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick are the same? No. That's I, just, not what I, 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 just, I think you're just slightly overthinking this. Yeah, I, I think w- when you look at someone of AB's caliber and talent along and pair him alongside Russell Wilson, I mean, they're, <laughs> which is crazy. I don't think I'd ever use Antonio Brown and professional in the same sentence. But when it comes to football, like that boy, like he could play football. You put him on the field, you show him the X and O's, you show him who's thrown to him, he'll get the job done. Now, off field, off field, it is what it is, man. He's a clown. It is what it is. Well, look, last, last year, I get I get their greatness. I get their greatness. But you guys realize the defense is getting paid too, right? Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah, you're right. I understand that. I understand that. Have you guys heard of timing routes? Do you know what a timing route I, is? I, I understand. It's something I understand that AB that. is. It's something that. that AB literally is in his bread and butter. Like AB is AB because of timing routes. Okay, so and now you, you're gonna just out. plug him in and just go. Okay, just go. Yeah, no, no, he's great. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, him and Russell, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Game day, you know. Like I, I, he, I'm saying he doesn't need that much time. He doesn't need that much time. He didn't need that much time with Tom. He won't need that much time with Russ. That's all I'm saying. I mean, they integrated Josh Gordon in like what? How many weeks? Josh had a few big plays. Like, I'm, 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 a few. Josh Gordon is like, if Josh Gordon wouldn't smoke weed, you're talking about probably one of the most dominant guys in the NFL yeah, over the last decade. He's well over that hill, though. This isn't Josh Gordon of Cleveland Browns. This is just Josh Gordon now. I mean, AB, AB this isn't Flash. This is Josh Gordon. Yeah, like two weeks with the Pats, and look at what they did. So I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. The t- Pats are not the Seahawks. Like, why are we not? Why are we not there on that? <laughs> like, no, we are. The Seahawks are we not are. coaching this the same way whatsoever. We are, but it's, but see, the thing is, it's not. It's not like I'm asking Sam Darnold to get a like a rapport with him. I'm asking yeah. Russell Wilson. Like, I'm confident yeah. in the ability of my guys. We're talking- but it's not just Russell Wilson and AB. I understand it's the receiver room. I understand that. But you, really, like, you really don't think they're capable of doing this? I. I really don't. I really don't think they have the coaching to do it. I really don't. Wow. I mean, it, it would. It, it's not the craziest thing. But again, like we said, it's not going to happen. But I would love to see it happen. I'm not going to lie. That would. If it if it happens, I mean, I'll eat my words. Like I'd want to. I want to see Russell Wilson succeed, and I think that they would generate big plays. Don't get me wrong. Hmm. I just think that it wouldn't be an efficient, clean style of playmaking. You see what I'm saying? Like, and, I'm not and, saying that and, both of them are just useless. But that even that could be enough to just get you. I mean, over the literally, home. him just being on the field is is enough. <laughs> like, I don't. It's, it doesn't have to be rocket science. Side, I, mean, I don't know. It's it would be something. It, it, be something to see. I don't know. I mean, let's just talk about how AB has never played with a scrambling quarterback too. Big Bang, Big Bang creates. Uh, scrambling quarterback. Though. I want to not use the term scrambling quarterback. I, I said creates. Scrambling I said creates. in the same way that we see, like, you know, Russ or, or Aaron Rodgers. Anybody who actually scrambles. Like, <laughs> your boy, he lumbers. I wouldn't call it scrambling. So, I mean, okay. So, uh, Big Ben is definitely one of the better improvisers yes. at quarterback that we've seen. Agreed. Agreed. So, what's but the problem? He, I'm so, uh, so him. Okay, yeah, you're right. You, him and Russell Wilson are doing the exact same things back. So then. Russell, right. no, no, no. I'll just be out of here, y'all. I'll just. I'm going. I'm taking a nap. All right, y'all, all right. Y'all right. Just play the play the background then, because you're going to tell me that Russell Wilson also isn't one of the best improvisers in football. Oh, he is, but the way he improvises is completely different. 
I, you're overthinking uh, this so hard. Yeah, I really I think you are. Hard. You're really overthinking this. Antonio Brown brings to the table. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, we'll we'll have to if if AB gets on another team, we'll have to definitely talk about this again. Which I'm certain he will. I'm certain he will. But we'll leave that for another day. I just want to see him play. But uh, speaking of guys that haven't played in a while, uh, even though we're switching leagues, uh, John Wall says he's 110% healthy and itching to return. It's been two years since we've seen John Wall touch a basketball. I hope he's ready. I want to see it. I hope he starts shooting. That's that's all I want to see. I just want to see him start shooting. If he starts shooting, I don't know, man. You put that with his former skill set, maybe take a little off his speed due to his injury, but he can shoot. Mm-hmm. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I look. We've seen players reinvent their game before. I mean, Chris Paul came back after those injuries, and you know, not saying that he wasn't always that player, but you know, obviously, he, he lost a lot of that uh, athleticism and, and explosiveness that he had. But he came back and is obviously, even to this day, still dominating the league. So, I mean, John Wall, John Wall is is whew, boy, he's he's. He, I think he he is of that caliber. So, um, you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping that he comes back healthy. Um, I'm hoping that him, Brad Beal, I'm hoping he can save Brad Beal. There's no reason. I'm, to, there's no reason to hope for anything with Brad Beal. But I hope John Wall comes back and he's you know he's healthy. <laughs> and um, I hope I I you know um, I don't think John Wall's gonna be a wizard that much longer either personally. And um, I no yeah there, there's for what for what reason? Um, so I'm anticipating. I'd love to see someone of his caliber, of like of his play style, to see how, let's see how surgery has improved, let's see how medicine has improved with that Achilles. Like, I'm curious to see how he looks now. But no, there's no reason for the hope for anything with Brad Beal. He won't be a wizard. Send that man to Orlando. Go ahead if you want that contract. <laughs> I'm just saying, like they need they need all the help they can get, but mm-hmm. they need they need a a aggressive guard. That's I feel like they would. I actually feel like they would get a lot better with an aggressive guard. Yeah, boy. All right. Well, we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Well, man, it was uh, it was a good show. Like we said, we had a lot to talk about, guys, and uh, uh, did not disappoint. These new cycles are not disappointing, and hopefully, we'll be getting some sports back real, real soon. Uh, that would be really great for you guys. Obviously, really great for us, and um, you know, just just really great for all sports fans in general. Uh, so we want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Triple Overtime. Um, as always, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, um, and and let us know what you think about our takes. Um, if you um, agree with us, disagree with us, if there's something that you want to talk about, uh, let us know. Uh, our DMs are always open. Um, and as usual, um, feel free to leave us a review as well um, on Apple, Podchasers, Stitcher, whatever platform that you listen Uh, Let us know how we can be better and how we can improve the show week in and week out. Uh, Make sure you guys keep tuning in. We have some great interviews and and things lined up. Uh, Make sure you check us out next week. We'll be dropping an interview with New York Knicks legend Chris Childs. So be sure to tune into that. But this will do it for us this week. This is Tiago alongside Cliff and Tony signing off.